Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So in the middle of the drought, um, when it was absolutely devastating, what we did... G'day and welcome to this week's segment of Farm Yarns where we dive behind the audio to find out who inspires our guests, what motivates them, what they would like to debunk and also what resources they lean on to get the most out of their agri-business. So let's get down to it, Farm Yarns. Wendy, you joined us on the Farms Wise podcast telling everything about your journey of red meat to Texas, coming from Shorthorns and going into Angus, but... Now we're on here for a farm yarn. So welcome to Farm Yarns. Thank you. I'm very interested. This is all about who Wendy is, person behind the audio. If they're not watching the visual, maybe this might go to YouTube, maybe it won't. But what's your morning routine? How do you kick off your days? Okay, so I'm very lucky. My husband brings me a cup of tea in the morning to make me get out of bed. Um so what we do, it depends. We are really different here. We never, every, never day here is the same, really. So um, we're about to embark on, um, well, yesterday we processed about 200 cows and calves. We've uploaded them. We took DNAs of uh, calves that um, that were multi-sided and so we need to find their size. We did that yesterday and we um, worked out which cows were going to be AI'd and which are going to go, which went straight to a bull. We did that yesterday. Today we're taking photos of bulls for our bull sale. Um, tomorrow, um, what else are we up to? Oh, in the next few days, it's a lot of AI synchronizing. Um, and then we're also got a big ET program coming up in mid May. So we'll be synchronizing for that as well. So between that, I, um, I'm the one who has to go and buy all the food, so I have to go to town. And we've got a Swedish uh, girl working for us. She's living in the Shiraz quarters, so I buy her food. And um, But also I'm on the computer a lot. I do a lot of herd book registrations, all the social media, all the marketing, 
just we had, you know, we had the land here yesterday or two days ago. He, they came to organise what is our next marketing campaign, what we're going to do, all of those things are all. We're, we're about to hit. It's full-blown. We're crazy from now till basically end of July. Doesn't sound busy at all. No, it's flat out. <laughs> Very good. A flat-out routine, especially during stud season when you're prepping for sales. I know how frantic it can be and you sort of lose your time and yourself at some stage, but it, that rounds out perfectly to the next question that I forgot to ask you was, how are you, Wendy? How am I? I'm very well. I'm good. Um, I'm living the dream, Jack. I love what I do. I I, I work with great people and um, I love working with cattle. That's, and I have my dogs. love my dogs. So um, who wouldn't? This is like living the dream. And um, when things go well on a farm, it's, you can't get any better. I don't, like you can't, it's really hard to describe to people what it's like. And then when people come and visit, they just go, wow, this is, you know, the lifestyle is great, but you've still got to make money out of it. So, but yeah, I think I'm living my dream. It's hard for people to understand that you work sort of so much around like our farms and stuff when we think we're living the dream and they look outside in and it's like, shit, they're working just flat out um, when they don't really need to be. They should be at the beach or something like that. You, you are so right. And look, we, we've taken a lot and we're doing two spring and autumn car- carving. So that's, you know, we're, tag- we're tagging calves from right at the start of the year and we've stopped now, but then I'll crank up again in July and it goes till probably October. So we're, you know, it's flat out just, um, our, you know, in our days we work most weekends and that's probably our biggest problem here. And for Ben and I, you know, uh, to get off the property and to go and do things, that's probably our biggest downfall. We're, we just work so much that, um, but we enjoy what we do. So if we didn't enjoy it and we worked so hard, that would be that would be a grind. It would be terrible. Um, but you're right. I don't think people realise how hard farmers work because there's always a job to be done, you know. There's a fence to be fixed down the road. You'll drive past and it's, you know, 6.30 and you go, oh, my God. A bull's just jumped into another pen. We've got to go get it out. You'd have that. You'd have your rams, you know. It'd be just, there's always something. If something breaks or trough leaking. Some days you just feel like you need your, you need your, what do they call them in horse racing? Your blinders on or something? Oh, the blinkers. Blink, yeah, blinkers. You need your blinkers yeah. on just so you can't see the whole the fence, can't. Yeah. Absolutely. No, um, but at least you, you, what you do though, Jack, is you've got your, um, um, you know, podcasts and things like that. That's good. At least you get out of, you know. Yeah, you've got... That's what it was actually for sort of stuff. But I wanted something after farming to do in the evenings or something. And then what's better than after farming is to talk about farming and how we can improve it. It's that's great. Cool of a back circle there but yeah i i love it and probably people looking at the amount of work that goes into it um but i we don't see it as that do we so i think it's just something a bit of a passion project that continues to grow out that's good it's really good because you're telling lots of stories and this is so important for us yeah i love it and for yourself 60 seconds tell me your favorite memory that you had on farm favorite memory 
Gosh, uh, okay. Probably selling a bull for $225,000. That was probably one of my biggest, that was crazy, unexpected, didn't know it was going to happen. That was pretty crazy. But also probably just doing what we do. I love that. And just, you know, doing it with my husband who, we you know, he's my best friend and we get along really well when we're not taking photos of bulls. Um, you know, everything else is good. So, yeah. What do you do after a record like that? Do you feel like overwhelmed, underwhelmed that you got to perform it again or even more? How does that work? Oh, I don't think we'll ever do it again, honestly. It's probably one of those once-in-a-lifetime experiences, moments where you just, it's a very surreal feeling that you don't even think it actually really happened. It's probably what I thought. Um, but um, I, 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 I think... With our industry, we meet so many people and we have such lifelong friends with our clients. And I, I think out of all of those things, that's probably one of my biggest highlights we do here. Um, we, we, we often go and see some of our clients and, um, you know, I think that socially has been a great thing for us for our mental health as well because um, it, it makes us talk to others and we're not just on the grind, on a tractor, 24-7 and just not talking to anyone. We, we talk to a lot of people and have a lot of people come here a lot. So I like that. It's good. Beautiful. We may have to track down a few of your clients and get them on the podcast as well. That might be a good. Yeah. We, we've got some good clients you could put on this. Judy. So, Wendy, for yourself, who's been the most influential person in your life? Probably my mother. I would say my mother. She's She's... I, I shouldn't tell you this, but I will. She's rising 82. She's still feeding bulls. Um, she does fencing. She's amazing. And um, I, I look at her. She's a really determined, very kind person, um, but a lady. She's like she's so, uh, I really admire my mother and, um, yeah, I think she's instilled a lot of good things for me in terms of, trying to achieve things and never, ever to say um, nothing's too hard because what she achieved is pretty amazing. And she lived in a man's world and she was trying to sell cattle in a man's world and back then and it was tough. And But she never stopped. She was so determined and, yeah, it'd be my mother. Beautiful. Do you think she'd be up for a podcast? I'm trying to yeah. Get to the I, don't know. I don't know how she'd go with uh, Zooms, but my brother could help her do it, but... She's she's great. Uh, she's a um, she's selling bulls at Dubbo this year. So um, she'd she'd chat to you, I'm sure, Jack. She'd love to. That'd be good. Yeah, we might have to line that one up as well. Um, but for yourself, a myth you'd like to debunk about agriculture or your niche within the cattle room. So sorry, what was that one? A myth you'd like to debunk? Oh, myth. Cattle about Angus about. Whatever you like within your realm. Oh, gosh, that's a tricky one. Um, with Angus, um, what could I talk about? I think I think the Angus world is at the moment. Um, we're going down a very sort of pathways where a lot of breeders are now really, really targeting IMF, and I can see why um, because you know it brings eating quality. Um, but then there's 
and they're usually and they're just real data breeders. And I think I think a balance of everything. I think nature always brings us back to a balance. And I think in cattle breeding, you have to be balanced. Otherwise, you chase one particular trait. It always nature will always bring you back. And I think. Yeah, I, I, I think that's where, yeah, our myth probably is that keep it balanced. That's a good one. I think it took a while to get there, but that's a cracker. And mm. you mentioned your dogs before, Kelpie or Collie? No, Jack, you forgot one, a Coolie. Oh, Coolie. <laughs> there we go. That That's probably my biggest myth in agriculture, that they're the most forgotten breed of dog and they're so good. Only two you need one. How, how many are you running at home? Uh, too many at the moment. Actually, um, we've just got nine pups of all things, um, which the guy who, Will, who was in our gap year student last year, he um, forgot to lock the dog up and now I'm paying for it because we weren't meant to have pups this Well, I didn't want to have pups this year. But anyway, um, so we do have, we would have about, uh, six working dogs and they are fantastic they are so good at um we can't have them with cows and calves the angus will absolutely kill a dog if it's got a calf but uh um yeah no they're fantastic um when you've got 300 bulls running around and you've got a dog that can just come in and just snap them on the nose and have full respect love it what sort of fences so. do you have as a stud as a cattle stud. What's that? What sort of fences do you have as, as a cattle stud? Oh, um, no, it's all um, full barb, basically. Barb. Keeps them yeah. in. Very good. Full barb and a fair bit of electricity. Yeah, true. Very well. Mm. Very nice. Well, for this year, I was actually, I was on the news talking about the local mental health report about how farmers are struggling. Um, some are some are struggling. Some are quite going quite well throughout the seasons and everything. But with the natural disasters taking a toll uh, right across Australia in the last couple of years, really, or last five years, um, we could keep keep going out with that further. What's something that you take the time to look after yourself, Wendy, for yourself and Ben, maybe? So in the middle of the drought, um, when it was absolutely devastating. What we did was we maintained our garden. We made sure we had enough water to have a green lawn and that actually gave us some sort of, I think the colour green, see you're wearing green. It's The colour green is just, it makes you feel so much better in yourself. And if you can look out that window and see green, um, it Mentally, it really helped us, and uh, Ben Ben was a fair bit of a counselor really over the drought. He had he spoke to so many clients. He he's he's more of a client person, relationship manager, and yeah, that was tough. But um, those uh, you know the floods and the fires and uh, people's mental health is uh, it's tough. I you know I think Australians are tough, but. You know, there's a point where it just becomes all too much. Absolutely. Out of that report, there was 40% or something had actually thought about self-harm or suicide. And then off that, there was 30% actually attempted as well. So this, that's huge numbers, I thought, coming out of that report. 
Well, it's and it's still a really big problem, I think, in and particularly male suicides is huge in the farming communities. And I, look, there's some really good programs out there. And um, I do know there's a good friend of ours. She's in Inverell and she's doing a lot of this mental health um, with government. And I, I, I hope they can reach some of these people because it's tough to try and talk to a male farmer sometimes that are. You know, they don't want to open up and, but, you know, podcasts and the more people talk about it, the better it'll be. Um, but yeah, look, there's some really sad stories out there and yeah, hopefully they can get better at it. I think so. The more we talk about it, the more people are more likely to open up, um, whether it's to their immediate sort of people around them or further afield to a professional or something as such, but. Beautiful, Wendy. We'll move on into what's your deepest fear? What do you fear the most? It used to be public speaking, if anything. I used to hate that. <laughs> uh, deepest fear? Probably um, something like foot and mouth coming into Australia or, you know, uh, like a that could be possibly devastating for us um you know if if that would be one of my biggest fears is if we had to go in and just kill all our animals you know made to by a government you know that that would be terrible i think possibly that could be my biggest fear i'd hate to have to do that um that would be the most traumatic experience and I think, you know, there's been stories when they had Yoni's outbreaks up into um, Queensland and um, the government came in and made people destroy animals, cattle, you know, that, and talking mental health, people didn't recover from that and they chose, you know, suicide as their way out. It was terrible. Um, so those sort of things probably are possibly my biggest fears, I think. Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it, but definitely as... We go through our life, our careers to build this engine up, the stud enterprise, even if you're commercial as well, we can sort of ruin you as an oh. industry, break you down at the core. Absolutely. It'd be terrible. But um, that's probably my biggest one. Stuff. And the next question could be dangerous, but what's the last thing you Googled? What's the last thing I Googled? Yeah. Ah, um. My godson's, um, he's currently at Marcus Oldham and I needed his address to send him his 21st present. That's what I got, Googled last, <laughs> is the address. But it's Google is amazing. You can find out anything on Google. Now we've got chat GPT. Have you, do you know about that? The no. AI? So oh, yes. Yeah. My son has told me all about this, Yes. Yes, I have heard about this. The next big thing. But for yourself, what was your first job? My first job ever? Yeah. Um, what was my first job? Um, as in out of, like, oh, wherever. anything. So I think my first job, well, apart from working at home back when I was a young child, I worked in a nursing home when I was at uni. And I made lunches, I think. I'm trying to remember it. Um, that was my experience at the nursing home. Um, and Ben's father, he ended up in the nursing home. Oh, um, he's, he died a few years ago. But um, but I do remember working in a nursing home the way back then when I was at uni trying to get some money to try and 
uh, pay for going to the pub. <laughs> Perfect little mix there. And what are you most excited about in 2023? 2023. Uh, what is, wow, what's most exciting? Oh, we've got some really good cattle coming through. I really want to see how they go. Um, my daughter's turning 21, so it's a big one for us. Um, what else is there? Um, probably having a good season, looking out and actually seeing grass and growing, and that was that was really nice. So I think. Um, and what else is there? Possibly, yeah, pro probably that. Oh, also, probably the other one is um, just to see we've put in some more subtropical pastures, watching them grow and um how they work out i really do like looking at all that sustainability soils i love watching all of that bit of a digit mix in there <laughs> yeah yeah we do we've got roads panic um digit um, quite a few of those ones so we did use florin bluegrass and that was a disaster i don't know that did not work so don't know why gotta learn somehow and yes. yourself, what's something the audience may not know about you uh, about me. Um, well, I breed dogs. That's one thing, maybe. Um, love dogs. Love working dogs. And smart dogs is what I like. Um, and I have a very cute little Jack Russell called Scratch. <laughs> Good name. Yeah. And a favourite productivity hack that you have? As in? Productivity. Oh, as in if we were outside doing productivity you mean or hey, like just to improve become more efficient what's something that you utilize to improve your time or something like that ah. well definitely um using this uh new data system down at the cattle yards yeah. i have a scanner now it's, i feel like a checkout chick in the uh in the uh supermarket i scan the hair samples and oh, it's, it's changed my life. It has completely changed my life, Jack. I don't have to sit and type in all of these old numbers, and it took it used to take forever. So, that hmm? for the multi sire, yeah, and genomics. So, you know, if we um, all all our females get genomics after their first calf and they're pregnant again, so. I only want to do those, and they're the productive females. All the rest are kicked out. So when they come in, as soon as they're preg tested, we rip out hair samples straight into. Um, um, we haven't used ear notches. We, we've heard we have got an ear notch gun, but we've heard that um, sometimes the the rate of failure of having to retest is more than the hair samples. So we've just been using hair samples so far, but but being able to scan that. And then just download it and just send it off like that is just unbelievable. And possibly, and the accounting, counting, um, zero has been a big, big change for us in productivity in terms of time savings is huge. I think making everything like seamless and automatically linked together is where you're really going to get some good gains there, especially in the office, right? I would love to be able to wish someone could do this, organise, um, be able to have a herd program that's linked completely to your zero 
everything's completely linked. Everything is linked. So, um, you know, so like the Gallagher system we use, it's great, but you can't, it still doesn't have your breeding and your um, to use to go back into your herd society. So if you could have something that is all completely linked, how much time would that save? Yeah, I think that would be the key. I probably think that's the next step too for these livestock management programs as well to link that in, um, especially for the ones we sell and everything. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Beautiful. And if you weren't doing what you're doing, what would Wendy be doing? Gee, I don't know. Um, I love what I do. I couldn't think of anything else. Oh, maybe... I did come and I uh, did borrow uh, Ben's mother's golf sticks, so I thought I might try and start having a crack at golf. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really had a go at that, so I'll try one day. But um, maybe more time on a horse, something yeah. I didn't like. I think my mum would agree with that as well. But we've started up the Farmer's Book Club. Is there a book in there that you couldn't put down or you've read previously in the past? To do with farming? No, to do with anything. Not to do with anything. Um, what book did I really love? I really did love The Kite Runner. Kite Runner? Great book. I haven't, I haven't read it. but It's a good book. It's, it's yeah, it's a really good book. I don't have time to read books now, Jack. I literally get in, we get in at 6 o'clock, 6.30. Dinner's usually at 8. And then we're asleep on the couch by 8.30, really. And then it all goes back again. <laughs> it rolls around again. Well, Wendy, thanks for, very much for coming on to... This is probably the most extended farm yarn we've had, and I've enjoyed it. Probably need to extend them all out a little bit more just to see a little bit more about the person. But thanks for coming on to Farm Yards. Oh, thank you, Jack. Come and join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. And even join our Facebook group, Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more on this episode and spread the hashtag farmsadvice to your mate. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.